Hello and welcome to The Dr. Duke Show. I am Dr. Duke and I am joined today by Alex Newman. Alex, uh, thanks for joining us as always. Good to see you. Great to be here. Thanks so much, Duke. Well, we have an interesting program, I think, today. And the first thing I want to talk about is a Washington State Democrat plan here. They want a minority report commission that will destroy conservative wrong think. We are quickly moving, uh, Alex, into uh, what must be described as fascism. Uh, We see what's going on at the federal level. I don't think we pay enough attention what's happening at the state level. Many progressive states, we know what's going on in in California, how bad that is. But what's happening in places like Washington state should really make us nervous. Uh, Democrats proposed House Bill 1333, which would establish a new commission, Soviet era type commission made up of, listen to this, racial activist groups, the FBI, state lawmakers, progressives, the ACLU, the Anti-Defamation League, all to pass judgment on ideas that people might carry, particularly conservative issues. So for instance, one of the initiatives would be if you dare to suggest that the LGBTQ is using the word grooming, is grooming children in the public school, that would be prescribed speech. That would be considered over the pale. Yeah, and and we've known that they wanted this for a long time. In fact, uh, the attorney general of Washington state put out a report uh, not too long ago making very similar arguments that ideas were really dangerous, that the government now needed to be in the business of combating ideas that are seen as beyond the pale. And they, they do a very nifty trick where they mix in what they call violent extremism with ideas. And so they'll they'll use the same terminology. They'll say, uh, we need to combat violent extremism and misinformation, right? And of course, misinformation is anything that they don't want said, whether that be true or false or, or some combination of the two. Uh, and so what they've done here is a very clever trick where they're trying to associate various ideas, various uh, political perspectives with terrorism, with uh, uh, violence, and then use that as a pretext to crack down on ideas. And so that's what's happening here. This is a government commission to regulate thought crimes. And if you read what they're talking about, if you listen to some of the testimony that they had during this hearing, and I saw some of it, uh, they are quite openly targeting conservatives. They're targeting Christians. They're targeting people who believe in the traditional definition of marriage. They're targeting people who don't believe in uh, vaccine mandates and lockdowns and, and the government line on COVID and all the rest of it. Uh, this is unbelievably dangerous. This is the type of thing that you see in totalitarian regimes. And what we what is most alarming about this is that the media thinks this is a great idea, uh, that you the universities and the schools now are teaching this as well. This idea that the First Amendment is perhaps the most problematic amendment. We know that the progressive left does not believe in the rights of religious freedom. We know that. This is also a First Amendment case in the sense that it wants to make speech that was mainstream five minutes ago some kind of criminal act. We have a a tweet here from Katie Davis Court who has given us some of the information. She says that the state says that these, quote, conspiratorial narratives motivate extremists. And that is things like drag queen, quit criticizing drag queen shows. It's about talking about the outcome of elections. It's about protesting at school board meetings. 
Uh, the second tweet, she says, these include issues being anti-mask, anti-vaccine, anti-critical race theory, questioning election results, and calling the LGBTQ community groomers. This is the kind of speech that they want to prescribe. And, you know, pro I'm going to pick one of those. Protesting at school boards. Already the FBI, who would be sitting on this committee at the behest of Joe Biden, has investigated moms and dads who dare to speak up against critical race theory, race, racist critical race theory, uh, the radical sexualization of their children in the public schools, even the elementary schools. To speak out about that now, as you can see from what Washington state is planning to do, would be a, a, a certainly a thought crime. The question becomes, we don't know this, how would they punish you for doing it? Yeah, and, and I suspect this is a slippery slope. It'll start with, well, we're going to stage interventions. We're going to treat this as a public health issue. We're going to get you the help that you need, right? Treat it like a psychiatric disorder, kind of like they, the communists did in the Soviet Union. I mean, you can't be anti-communist. That's clearly evidence of something wrong with your mind. You must have a mental illness. But from there, it's a very slippery slope to the gulags. And the real irony here also, Duke, is that the, the narratives that are actually motivating violent extremism are almost exclusively from the left, right? Uh, you know, take the, the Soviet Poverty Law Center. They call themselves the Southern Poverty Law Center. It's a disgusting, vile organization founded by a disgusting criminal who was actually exposed in court documents molesting his own stepdaughter. Um, this is an organization that puts out massive amounts of incredibly hateful uh, and and overtly inaccurate information. They, they called uh, one of the leading Muslim reformers an anti-Muslim extremist, one of the top anti-Muslim extremists. They called a friend of mine happens to be a Cherokee Indian, married to a full-blooded descendant of Sacagawea, uh, the leader of the anti-Indian movement. They called Dr. Carol Swain uh, a white supremacist. Right? So, so this is the kind of bonkers stuff that these people put out. Uh, and this actually motivates people to go do crazy things. Uh, we all remember Floyd Corkins, who took Soviet Poverty Law Center propaganda, their hate propaganda, and took a gun and some Chick-fil-A sandwiches and bust into the Family Research Council with a plan to slaughter as many people as he could and stuff Chick-fil-A sandwiches into their mouths. Uh, he admitted while the FBI was interrogating him that he committed this act of domestic terrorism because he was motivated to do so by the false and dangerous propaganda from the Southern Poverty Law Center, that Family Research Council was a hate group. Uh, we saw the same thing with the lunatic Bernie Sanders supporter who shot four Republican congressmen on a baseball field. So we see this over and over and over again where idiotic and false left-wing narratives motivate idiotic and dangerous left-wing extremists to go and shoot people, to kill people. We saw the, you know, the same thing with the lunatic who, who committed a terrorist attack in Milwaukee, ran over a bunch of women and children and elderly people, motivated by the false lies of the left surrounding Kyle Rittenhouse and, and murdered a whole bunch of people. So over and over again, left-wing extremists are slaughtering innocent people, and then the left-wing extremists in government have the nerve to try to gaslight us and make us believe that it's conservatives who are doing this. So the, the danger here is clear. This is absolutely a false narrative and these people need to be stopped. You gave us a wonderful list of individual left-wing domestic terrorists. How come I got to ask you, I know what your answer is going to be, but please share it with us for the, for the audience. Why isn't Antifa clearly labeled a domestic terrorist group? And even to a lesser extent, Black Lives Matter and some of their behavior. I mean, if you had groups of Republicans out there, right-wingers out there, conservatives out there, burning down police uh, offices, were throwing bricks through the, the windows of cop cars who are engaging in acts of arson and, and uh, violent revolution, clearly this would be domestic terrorism. But of course, on the left, it's not just the individual wackos on the left. These groups like Antifa, they're treated as if they're some kind of Tea Party group. 
Yep. Because this is officially sanctioned terrorism. You have to understand, dude. I mean, go back to the 1960s. You look at, uh, for example, the Weather Underground, the terrorist group founded by Obama's buddy Bill Ayers. They bombed the Capitol. They bombed the State Department. They bombed the Department of Defense. They murdered cops and then bombed the funerals of police officers. And then the Southern Poverty Law Center has the nerve to go and praise William Ayers as a war protester. Uh, and it's the same thing with Antifa. They, they're like Hitler's brown shirts, right? They are like the Nazi brown shirts where they're operating totally outside the law. They're using violence, terrorism, and intimidation against political enemies of the regime. But this is all not just tolerated, it's encouraged, right? Uh, some of the children of politicians, one of the top Democrats in Congress, her son, daughter, whatever, some very confused individual feel very bad for him, was arrested as part of an Antifa movement where he was assaulting police officers. So this is all violence that in their eyes is good. This is revolutionary violence against people like us whom they justify. You know, they say, well, you're fascist. Of course, they are the fascists. But they say, you're fascist, therefore, we can attack you. Uh, we saw the same thing with the pro-life thing, right? Uh, how many pro-life clinics, how many pregnancy resource centers, how many groups were firebombed by left-wing pro-abortion, pro-baby slaughter terrorists over the last year? Dozens and dozens, right? Uh, and what does the Department of Justice do? They go and they kick down the doors of pro-life activists who were praying outside of abortion clinics. They go hold their children at gunpoint while the government's goon squads rummage through their things. So uh, we you know, I, I think Americans still are struggling with this because they're they're unused to it. And, you know, I, I don't think the German people understood in the early in the late 1930s and the early 1940s where all of this was headed. But we are on the same path now. Same tactics. I mean, just think of Antifa as Hitler's brown shirts. They can do whatever they want because they are serving the interests of the people in power. Well, and it's laughable, the, uh, uh, the, the fascist argument that the fascists are making. And this is where education is really hurting us, Alex, because, and we're going to, in a second segment, we're going to segue to, uh, to education. So this is going to fit very nicely. But the fact that we no longer teach children what fascism actually is. Uh, now in, in public schools, fascism is pretty much any conservative idea they don't like, which is to say all conservative ideas. They don't understand the, diff the, the similarities between Bolshevism and communism and what happened in Nazi Germany. I mean, the, uh, the idea that uh, socialism is socialism, whether it's national socialism or communism. And so uh, because we're no longer describing and teaching these things to children, uh, what, what is the group that's filling out the ranks of Antifa? It's college kids. It's disaffected college kids, right? And so what have they learned about their country? Nothing but lies. They actually believe, the, the so-called brown shirts, as you call them, which I think is a good way to label them, they actually believe that they are fighting fascism by doing fascist things. Uh, and when you have this kind of uh, historical illiteracy, which is what the left has been driving for for 50 years, you have willing cannon fodder. What did cannon fodder? What did uh, Lenin call them? Uh, useful idiots, I believe it was. Or was that Stalin? Uh, either way, right? The idea that you're producing useful idiots who can be malleable enough to do all the fighting for you. And then when the left takes power, we'll watch how one by one those guys are eliminated. The, the troops get eliminated, right? Who, who brought this radical change about. That's what always happens. I mean, if you look at Stalin's closest inner circle, the overwhelming majority out, out of the, the few dozen inner core people that he had, only a handful of them actually died natural deaths. Most of them were purged. But that's exactly what's happening here. Um, and, you know, this actually, I'm glad that you brought this point up. It really cannot be emphasized enough. 
Um, these brainwashed zombies, these brown shirts, these Antifa clowns, they have been, they, they are the end result of decades of indoctrination. And part of it is this fraudulent political spectrum they use, where they tell you that uh, Stalin and uh, Mao and Lenin and Karl Marx are on the far left, and Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini are on the far right. In fact, the ideologies of the communists and the national socialists, the fascists, are almost indistinguishable from each other. There's a few minor variations on racial issues and things like that. But ultimately, it's about all power for the state, no power for the individual, whether that be economic or personal or whatever, uh, even religious. And so really, these are all ideologies that are very, very similar to each other and very, very close to each other. And if you think about a spectrum where on the far left you have uh, communists and on the far right you have national socialists, where would that put a normal person who, who believes in the rights of the individual, who believes in the Bible? Of course, there's no space for them on there. And so what this little trick has done is it's convinced all these uh, unfortunately very dumbed down and indoctrinated young people that conservatives, libertarians, Christians are, they're not on the far left, therefore they must be on the other end of the spectrum with Adolf Hitler and so on. It's absolutely preposterous, but it, it just goes to show you how dumbed down our young people have become. Well, and it's ironic that the, the federal police force, i.e. the FBI, is one of a, the major organizations pushing for these kinds of initiative. And of course, in Washington state, they would serve on this commission from PJ Media, who broke this story. We, ha we have the following reminder. This is the same FBI, right, uh, who intentionally artificially inflated statistics about domestic violent extremism, extremism in the nation to make conservatives look bad. They actually exaggerated. They invented in some cases. They uh, wildly exaggerated the number of white, white cisgendered white men out there engaging in things like social disruption. Uh, if, how, do you, how can you trust an organization like the federal police officers, the FBI members, how can you trust them to be part of any kind of, an, of a, a psychological and sociological organization whose job it is to police the right kind of speech? That's not a recipe for disaster, is it? No, and, and you know, we, the clown car formerly known as the FBI has now become totally discredited. If you look at the alleged examples of right-wing extremism and right-wing terrorism that they find, uh, they're almost always concocted from start to finish by the FBI. Uh, the most recent example being this fake kidnapping of the idiot totalitarian governor of Michigan, right? Uh, the, the whole kidnapping plot was a fraud, right? Some FBI goons talked some stupid potheads into saying some dumb things on a wire. Uh, the jury ended up setting almost all of them free. They said this is an FBI operation. This wasn't an actual plot to kidnap the governor. Uh, meanwhile, actual extreme terrorism. How about taking over a police department in Seattle? How about burning down a police precinct in Minneapolis? Those things are actual terrorism. How many people have been arrested for those? How many people were arrested for shooting cops in Dallas, in Minneapolis? And the answer is virtually nobody. Uh, so what we have here is, is basically a complete lie, a totally false narrative from top but trust me, what's happening in Washington state now, this is not happening in isolation. They want to do this all across the country. They're working on it right now at the federal level. Folks, you need to be very careful and you need to be very aware. Education is a problem. You wouldn't have the youth doing this if they were uh, taught correctly what history was. And still to come, Trump and DeSantis target woke education on the road to the White House. Is this possibly a glimmer of hope? Stay with us.
we have a story, Alex Newman, uh, and thank you again for joining us. We have a, a wonderful story out of you from what's going on with both DeSantis and Trump. Somebody, at least in the Republican Party, seems to finally have realized that if we do not get control, public universities belong to the people. They don't belong to college professors. They don't belong to DEI agents and affirmative action officers. They don't belong to chancellors and provosts. They belong to you and me. There are kids that are paying for these schools. They're public. Now, finally, we have Trump and DeSantis speaking out against what's going on, and DeSantis actually having some power to oversee what's happening and changing things in Florida. Talk about this, Alex. Yeah, so DeSantis has been on this mission almost since he took power as governor. Uh, he's been very, very strong on pushing back against the wokeism. Uh, you know, and, and I think a lot of the, the criticism from the left is, is massively overhyped. And I think that has caused conservatives to think that more is happening than is actually happening just because the left is freaking out so badly. But, um, you know, he, he took on the sexualization of young children. Uh, and that's a good thing. I mean, I, I, there's not a whole lot of people, including Democrats, who think children in third grade and below need to learn about sodomy, need to learn about uh, castrating themselves under the guise of gender affirmation. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of sensible people in the world who believe those things are appropriate. And so DeSantis has really won a lot of big points here with normal, everyday people who know what's going on. Uh, he has taken on uh, some of the wokeism in the state university system. He's tackling these diversity, equity, and inclusion offices. So uh, he has been doing a lot. He's also trying to get the race mongering out of the K through 12 classrooms. Um, but you know, ultimately, um, this is shaping up, I think, to be the key issue in 2024. I think Republicans realize this is what they're going to run on because even a lot of Democrat parents, I would say most Democrat parents, they're interested in their kids learning how to read, write, and do math. They're not interested in their kids learning transgender ideology. They're not interested in their kids learning that they're bad because they don't have enough melanin in their skin. So uh, what DeSantis is doing, I think, is really um, moving the Republican Party, at least in the right direction when it comes to conversation and the issues that we're talking about. Yeah, no, it, it, it is about time. Let me ask you, because this is a contentious issue here. Um, DeSantis is walking the walk, right? Uh, he was, uh, I know you worked pers uh, personally with his office, you and some other really important Florida activist groups, worked very close with, closely with his people to talk about this. He's been willing to listen to you. His representatives have been very fair-minded with you, and change is really coming. I gotta ask you, though, what is this sea change in Donald Trump? I mean, back in the first four years when he was president, he had a complete, he knew it was the problem. He campaigned, campaigned way back when, before he was president, on some of these issues, getting rid of the Department of Education. Not only when he took office did he do any of this stuff, but he appointed to the Secretary of Education somebody who was not a reformer, somebody who herself was a big supporter of Common Core, Betsy DeVos. So. Now, what do you make of the fact is, is Trump just jumping on the bandwagon because he realizes that this is a big deal for families? Why now and not when he was president? It's a very good question. You know, when, when Trump originally ran in 2016, he had a lot of the right ideas. He talked openly about we need to abolish the Department of Education. Uh, throughout his administration, he warned that we needed to protect our children. 
from what he described as the failing government schools. I think they're actually working very well for the purposes for which they were designed. But, um, you know, he had the right inclination that this is a problem. It's a problem we have to address. He actually hit a home run in his uh, Independence Day speech at Mount Rushmore, where he said the reason our streets are burning, the reason our cities are on fire is because our young people are being indoctrinated in these progressive indoctrination centers. He hit the nail on the head. Now, uh, I think DeSantis has understood this for a long time. I actually just spoke with him uh, a couple weeks ago briefly on education at a meeting in Miami, uh, and he indicated that he was taking our concerns seriously and that good things were going to happen. And shortly after that, uh, something remarkable happened. They actually uh, replaced the whole bad bill that we were fighting against with a much better bill. So we're very pleased with what DeSantis is doing here. We don't know how that'll translate to federal policy. But I think what Trump is trying to do here is he's trying to capitalize on these concerns, because these are major concerns. If you talk to grassroots voters, if you poll grassroots Republicans, they're extremely concerned about this. It's one of their top issues, if not the top issue. And so what Trump is trying to do here, I think, is figure out how can we use federal power to rein this in? Because saying what he said in 2016, we're just going to abolish the Department of Education, that's not going to help a, a mom who's worried about her kid being indoctrinated in Massachusetts or Illinois or New York or Washington. Now, you know, I, I have some disagreements with his strategy, but I think what he's trying to do here is show Americans all over the country that I've got your back. I'm going to help you out with this. You know, why he chose Betsy DeVos, I... I know she was a big donor. I know she had a reputation as a major donor in conservative circles. And I think she had a very unjustified reputation as a conservative. Uh, really, she was one of the key people who kept Common Core in place in Michigan. Uh, her and Jeb Bush were, were some of the leading people on the conservative side or the right wing side who were promoting this stuff. As, as secretary of education, she went and she signed deals on globalizing further America's education system. So I, I think what happened during the first term is Trump didn't really understand how Washington works. He didn't really understand how to exercise power. My guess is in a second term, he would do much better. But the question is, do we want to use the Federal Department of Education to bring the schools to heal? It might be nice for four years. What will happen when the next Democrat president gets in? That's what we need to be thinking about. Yeah, let's let the let's let the Donald speak for himself right here. Here is my plan to save American education, restore power to American parents first. We will cut federal funding for any school or program pushing critical race theory, gender ideology, or other inappropriate racial, sexual, or political content onto our children. Additionally, on day one, we will begin to find and remove the radical zealots and Marxists who have infiltrated the Federal Department of Education. And that also includes others, and you know who you are, because we're not going to allow anybody to hurt our children. I will veto the sinister effort to weaponize civics education. We will keep men out of women's sports, and we will create a new credentialing body that will be the gold standard anywhere in the world to certify teachers who embrace patriotic values, support our way of life, and understand that their job is not to indoctrinate children, but very simply to educate them. Yeah, I hope that's what's going to happen. I mean, again, he had a stab at that. I wish he would then, if that's what he really believes, why is he, uh, other than he's a, he's a competitor, why is he so vicious in his comments about DeSantis? I mean, the, the, what they, the two men want the same things, and you got to give credit to DeSantis. He's smart enough not to engage Trump on this. He hasn't, go, he hasn't gone below the line. But in the, in the minute that we have left, because you live in Florida, uh, talk, to me, talk to me a little bit about the relationship between the two men.
And is this just typical Trump bluster, his his almost some sometimes seemingly unhinged attacks on DeSantis, or is there something else going on? Well, it's the nature of his personality. I mean, right now, Trump is crushing DeSantis in the polls. DeSantis hasn't even announced yet. And, uh, you know, I, I think DeSantis is wise to not hit back. Um, you know, I and I think there's two different schools of thought on this. One is that this is going to be good. It's going to encourage both of them to be more conservative, uh, more uh, aggressive in protecting our freedoms. But I would hate to see this develop into a circular firing squad where conservatives are all lining up behind one or the other. So, uh, you know, we got to walk a very fine line here. And I do think personal attacks need to be uh, laid off, uh, you know, eased up on at least for the time being. Yes or no. Ten seconds. Will DeSantis run? Yes. No question. And that's going to wrap up this show. If you have any questions, comments, or want to support this show, simply visit drdukeshow.com. For all of us, the Dr. Duke Show, thanks. And we will see you very soon.